Welcome back to The Divested Diary. I'm your host, Sharika Soul, and today we're going to talk about adoption in the Black community. I think it's a topic that is not talked about enough, and when it is talked about, there's too much propaganda thrown in the mix, and you have people like Colin Kaepernick representing Black adoption in a way that has been weaponized politically. Welcome to the Divested Diary Podcast. My name is Sharika Soul. I am so happy you are here. And we'll discuss Black culture, relationships, Black crime, and a little bit of politics. And look forward to discussing things that need to be discussed, open and honestly, without political correctness. All right, let's get started. My brutally honest take on how Black people talk about adoption the reality of why adoption happens in the Black community and what that means for the quote-unquote, you know, oppression of our people versus white supremacy, right? Because realistically, white supremacists, whether they exist or not, are not running into the homes of Black people and telling them to be horrible parents. They're not telling 25-year-old Black men to prey on 14-year-old Black girls and get them pregnant. White supremacy is not doing that at all. Foster care and adoption in the Black community, I feel is not talked about in the Black community because it is the one thing that we cannot find an excuse for. You cannot blame white supremacy or the random white guy at Subway for why your mother chose to smoke crack and abandon her children causing a CBS intervention. You cannot blame that on white people. I'm a mother myself, and every single minute of parenthood is a literal choice. That's how it goes. And you can't take back those choices. Sure, there are some stories of redemption where a woman or a man is on drugs and he's able to get them they're able to get themselves off of the drugs and they're able to reunite with their children. And it's a beautiful story, but Realistically, children who are born to parents who make those choices, they are not doing what's right for the kid and there are lasting consequences. And sometimes those consequences are a child being removed from the care and being adopted by an entirely different race. And that's often what happens in the Black community. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say as Black people don't adopt and it's not something they're interested in, but it's not a part of our culture. And I point that out to say that anything that's a part of the culture is something that Black people put their voices behind and their their dollars behind, you know, hair, rap music, entertainment, etc. But we don't see Black dollars going into securing hair care products for Black children in the foster care system. You know, Black women love to get online, love to get on TikTok and scream at white women about wearing braids and all of this stuff, but they're not even concerned about the little Black girl sitting in a foster home because her pookie father is a gangbanger, shot up the block, CBS found out, removed the child, arrested the mom, And here you have it. 
a Black child is now in the home of a stranger who may or may not have any idea how to care for their skin or their hair. And I do think that within the races, specifically Black, that when it comes to body care, there can be some differences there between other races. And, you know, that's just for me. I feel like we get really ashy. We need a little bit extra butters, all the butters, if you will, all the oils. And I feel like white skin sometimes doesn't really appreciate oil and butters as much as Black skin. But that is not a diss against white people. I'm simply just saying that we have a group of people that are very pro-Black who have forgotten that they should apply pro-Blackness to the foster care and adoption system. You have Black people who are adopted by white people who are then expected to be an adult and come online and tell everyone how horrible white people are and how bad white supremacy is, knowing damn well that had this kind white family not adopted them, they may not have been able to survive in this world. And that's not to say, like I say, that all adopted parents are good people. We've seen a lot of stuff go on in the last few years of gay couples adopting children and it not ending well. And they were full-blown liberals. So I don't like to put that out there because I don't know. I don't know. I'm not there. I have my own experiences and other people as other adoptees have their own experiences. But adoption is one of those things that I feel Black people don't talk about. And it's a big reason why I divested. And it's so interesting that after Colin Kaepernick has collected millions and millions of dollars and basically smeared his own adopted family as white supremacist that, you know, he then wants to come out and talk about how adoption affected him. And he wants to say things that actually matter, but it it was too late because you've already come out and told everybody you're adopted. They were racist. Black Lives Matter. Somebody please hire me to play football. Why won't anybody hire me? And the reality is adoption didn't affect me that way. I've been angry. I've never been upset with the angry Black woman trope, really, because I am irritated. I'm a Black woman, dark-skinned Black woman who was adopted by a white woman and a Black man. In an effort to spread encouragement and in an effort to open doors to resources for women like myself, I would like to start an org for women's rights. Black women are still women, but are often attached to Black men's rights, and that is not right. We need to support women and children first. 70% of Black women are single mothers, and two-thirds of the Black family home. The financial provider is the Black woman. If we build women up with simple things like cars or college books, we can change a struggle into a testimony. I did, and so can millions of women and men searching for a little hand up, not a handout. Please visit divesteddiary.com for more information and to donate. This happened because my Black family in Chicago were ghetto dysfunctional, drug-filled, and pedophilia. 
was involved. My, my mother was 16 with three kids in Chicago, okay, in the 80s. Because Black people around her were doing drugs because her mother was on crack, my grandmother. Because her father, my grandfather, wasn't anything either. And he, he couldn't be bothered to, you know, keep the home safe where his daughter and his wife are. Somehow, some way, not going to go into too many details. My mother ended up pregnant three different times during her childhood. 12, 14, and 15. By 16, my mother had three kids. Now you could say, well, maybe that's a promiscuous little girl. Well, I think the third one points to only one reality, that there's a lot of pedophiles and enabling of child predators within the Black community for a literal 16-year-old to be walking around with two children in a stroller and one in a car seat. And every single Black adopt adult around her doesn't seem to think there's a problem there. I think after the second baby, CPS should have been called. But nobody intervened until my little brother was born, the third baby. The Black community is hiding things. And I feel like that's where the real rage comes out when you see us. Well, not me, but when you see them come online and talk about white supremacy and put their voices behind other causes like Palestine and et cetera. Because re realistically, there's a deep shame there of what is actually going on. There is so much incest in the Black community. And that is why there is a large portion of Black kids put into the foster care system. And nobody's talking about it. There's a few. There was a girl on TikTok. She was, you know, visibly LGBT. And her parents, she's Black, okay? Her parents were trying to put her in the mental hospital. So this person, this Black person, this person probably wasn't older than maybe 1921. And we'll say it's a her because that's her true gender, but she wants to be considered non-binary. So they're trying to put her in the mental health hospital, right? And as she's getting into the ambulance and telling the paramedics she doesn't want to go, there's nothing wrong with her, she's gone to TikTok and she's made this video, right? So that's the point of view of this video that I saw a few months ago. Stick with me here. It's really important. So she continues the video by saying, I'm not crazy. The reality is my parents are brother and sister and I found out and now they don't want anybody to know and they're trying to threaten me. This is a Black girl who was like I say, no older than probably 19. And instead of the Black 
people around her family dealing with this very difficult truth that needs to be dealt with. They're doing the whole thing that most Black people do. Pretend the pedophilia and the sexual perversion doesn't exist. And anybody who tries to point that out, we're going to label them crazy. We're going to label them tools of white supremacy. They're a threat to us. They're a threat to Black life. And, and that's how it happens, folks. That's how CPS gets called. Well, this girl's an adult, but it, had she been like 13, 14, and she was saying this stuff, that's how CPS gets called and a Black child gets placed in foster care. That's one of the reasons. I'm not saying they're all, it's all like that, you know? But it's not just the young girl who feels she can't afford to take care of her baby that is the reason for adoptions and foster care. Incest, Black incest, which is something Black men like to say only happens in the white community, which is, which is why women like me are such a threat, you know, because all bets are off now. You've gotten away with scamming these white people into thinking that you are a victim whenever a police officer approaches you or you're asked to leave somebody's property, right? But you will never get away with telling me, a Black adoptee, why I'm adopted and expect me to take that in and think that Black people are across the board amazing and perfect. No, we're obviously very bad sometimes and full of child abusers and infested with pedophiles and shame on the Black community for trying to brush this under the rug. It is the most psychologically abusive thing, in my opinion, to do to a Black child to tell them, you've been molested by Black people, Black person in the family, but that doesn't matter. You will go out there in the world and you will fight the white people on behalf of the Black man, no matter how many times he's violated you or other Black women's bodies, or other Black men's bodies. It's disgusting. Adoption in the Black community is a real thing. And it's not happening because the KKK. It's happening because of dysfunction and poor choices. And there needs to be some accountability. And that is why everybody needs to understand that Colin Kaepernick is a fraud. Any transracial adoptee knows where they came from and they know the race of their parents. Well, most of them do. He knows the race of his parent. One of his parents is Black. And he knows that that Black parent and that entire bloodline connected to that Black parent walked away from him. Didn't give it a second thought. And for him to get up online every single day for the last 10 years or whatever long, it just feels like 10 years, right? And only talk about white people and how that's affected his life is a scam. 
He was abandoned and he was left for dead by his own race at the end of the day. And you don't get loyalty from Black adoptees. And that's something the Black community needs to understand. That's why I'm a divester. You don't deserve loyalty from Black people who've been slaughtered by other Black people, who've been abandoned by other Black people, who've been abused by other Black people, who have been left in the foster care system by other Black people. None of you deserve loyalty, race loyalty in that way, when this is what we're doing. And that's all I have to say. Episodes will air weekly and you can find me where you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on my website at divesteddiary.com or my favorite social media app, X at Sharika Soul 84.